everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. This is our horror movie show. We talk about horror mm-hmm. movies, as that previous sentence would imply. Tim, how are you feeling? How are you? Yeah. What's up? What's happening? What's hip? What's hot? What's happening? Uh, God, I wish I knew. So out of the loop. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Very tired. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but <laughs> always tired. Uh, it's kind of my thing <laughs> these days. Uh, well, stick but... around for the tired man. <laughs> That's my horror movie character. I'll take a nap on you. I'll, uh... <laughs> I'll take a nap on you. Um, <laughs> you need to spin it, Tim, because saying you're tired mm-hmm. sounds like you're miserable. What you need to do is to, to, to hype up the audience. Spin it as you're loopy. Mm-hmm. That's what I always do. I never say I'm tired. I always say I'm okay. loopy. And then they get excited okay. because you're going to get the, the <laughs> random nonsense well i mean people will get that from me so regardless that's true even even, (laughs) you know you've had the best breakfast possible you've got full of fiber you're awake you're alert you've had some fruit no 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 shitty you know sugars to keep you down and you know nothing like that the hell is this fitness talk (laughs) have you been like reading some, I don't know, <laughs> diet, energy thing. The, the, the point I was getting to is that even when you're in that condition, which I don't okay. know if you ever are, because I assume your diet's terrible. Because you know, you... yeah, <laughs> I think maybe like a year in high school, maybe I was like that. But for for that one year, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, my point is, is that even when you're in that condition where you're supposed to be, you're you're most mm-hmm. bright and alert, you're still dropping mm-hmm. nonsense and stupid things. So, thank you. It's just, it's just who you are. Yeah, and, and you can't change that no matter how hard you try. Oh, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried hard, people. Ugh, hard people. <laughs> <laughs> comma, hard, comma, people. Okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> what would we talk about today? Tim, what are we talking about? <laughs> A phantasm boy. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> uh, Phantasm Four: Oblivion is the movie we're talking about. Because we, of course, uh, October we did Phantasm. We did Phantasm Two a month or two later. We had Phantasm Three, I think, back in like January, February. And here we are. We're finally getting back to the franchise with Number Four: Oblivion. So we'll start spoiler free, as we always do, um, and we'll give you warning somewhere in the middle before we go into spoilers. But here we are. We're going to talk about it. This is the Phantasm movie. Uh, where they fill up half the runtime by using deleted scenes from the original <laughs> film because the original cut of the original film was like four and a half hours long, which is ridiculous for a horror movie. And it's really funny when you look at the movie now because f- first movie, fantastic film, fantastic mm-hmm. phantasm is what I sometimes refer to it as. Sure, <laughs> it's like ninety minutes long. Mm-hmm. They they had so much extra footage that they didn't use. And they use a lot of it here. And, you know, last movie... I mean, I guess I kind of need to spoil a little bit the last movie to set up the plot of this mm-hmm. one. Um, Mike is like, you know, he's, the, the tall man's trying to convert him, so he's, he's having this weird spiritual journey. And Reggie has a subplot, which doesn't really relate to anything until he runs into the characters again towards the end. And that's that's the movie. That That is the basic premise of yeah. Phantasm for Oblivion. So- I just want to say real quick, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, um, as is tradition, I did no research uh, <laughs> after watching this movie. Uh, so I was going to ask you, like, what did they just, like, yeah, were these deleted scenes or something? Or well, they just having... you see these scenes and it's Mike is, like, you know, 13 again, and you're like, 
How did, yeah, this is the deleted scenes. This is all he, stuff. He, yeah, like the kid looks like way too much like him. He, it's unmistakable. Like there's it's no way you can be like, oh, is that a new kid? Like, uh, like Reggie, Tallman, all of them look younger. Like they're yeah. they're all back to the age they were in the original film. So it just it makes. I mean, it's great that they had the footage to do these flashbacks because yeah. it's like, well, <laughs> I mean, it's perfect because they're actually all the age they were. Because keep in mind, this came out in 1998. This was 19 years mm. after the first film. So. And they've about all aged five like, years before Hellboy. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck is that going to be? Just for context, for context, people. Was Hellboy two thousand three? Is that correct? I believe so. Yes. Or two thousand four. I don't know. I was two thousand four. I don't know why I know that, but I think I know that. Um, I know I saw it in high school. That's for sure. Yeah, because you get old. My cat, my cat just got my camera down a little bit. I'm just going to adjust that. Audio people don't care about me adjusting my camera because they don't see shit anyway. But here we are. So <laughs> it helps for the mental image. So Phantasm Four Oblivion. Uh, we'll talk more about what the flashbacks are and stuff. And uh, go on. There's one in particular that the dialogue works so well for what what they're doing with it. It's, it's insane that it just kind of fits. It's almost like they had that scene and went, what can we write around this? And then it worked because of it. But more on that later. I have to ask a question. So just, just to recap our feelings in the previous films, Phantasm mm-hmm. 1, basically a masterpiece, right? We we're both mm-hmm. pretty much on board with that. Phantasm mm-hmm. 2, phantasmic sequel. Uh, <laughs> it's the aliens to Phantasm's alien. Mm-hmm. And it's an action-packed thrill ride. And I think we both agreed that three held up a little bit better than we thought it did. It's definitely the weakest yeah. of the three so far, up to that mm-hmm. point, um, mm-hmm. but it did hold up a bit better. Like you know, you got the wisecracking kid, you know, with the traps. Reggie's trying to find Mike, who's been kidnapped by the tall man. Uh, it had, it was better than I remembered. It. I actually yeah. was still quite into it. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's our opinions, give or take, of the last three. Mm-hmm. So with that, I say this, Tim, do you like? Because we've seen this before. Obviously, this is not a new yeah. watch. Do you like Phantasm Four Oblivion? <laughs> um, I, I'll say that I mildly like it. It's uh, I I liked it more than I remember. Not to the extent of three. Like th- three, I was genuinely surprised. Where I was like, oh, like I, I am actually digging this. While as this, uh, I remember not liking, and then I watched it, and I was kind of like, eh, okay, it's. It's hmm. like uh, it, it's not it's not great by any means, and I think it is continuing this trend where each sequel isn't bad, but they do get progressively worse. Uh, and mm-hmm. with I, this obviously taking the cake, but I mean, there's still good stuff here. Like, yeah, you still get well. The tall there is man. a fifth you movie s- that we're going to get to. I've not seen the fifth yep. movie before, us because that was as a recent uh, entry that came out like two years ago now, yeah. something like yep. that. I- I shall uh, yeah save my opinions on that. Uh, oh, of course I you will. It, but yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we'll wait. Uh, but I will say, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm disappointed. The fifth one though wasn't called uh, Phantasm Five Skyrim. Okay, that's I don't I don't know anything about Skyrim. Is that a the the joke? fourth game in that series called Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion? Uh, okay, oh, that's a good joke. I didn't get it, but <laughs> thanks, thanks, if, <laughs> if you get if you get the reference, that is very good. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm glad you approved of it once I, once yeah. I explained what I was referencing yeah. Awesome. Uh, but yeah I mean come on this is uh, you, you got the tall man you got the balls you, you know there's some good gore uh, you, you, you got Reggie and stuff so there's, there's still some good stuff in it but yeah it, it definitely yeah, it, I don't know it, 
I was trying to think if this is like needed, um, which I guess like if you just left it at one, that would have been fine. Like the first one didn't need any sequels, but once you start to go the sequel route, they do set up a kind of a continuing story. So I guess you do need to have this movie to keep that story going. But I mean, the third movie did end in a cliffhanger. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, the, the movie literally ended with the Reggie like up against the wall with all the balls holding him up. Yeah. Like, not killing him, just holding him there. Like we 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 <laughs> end in like a sort of unfinished thought. Yeah. Here's he what even, I think. He even mentioned something about that. Like uh, he yeah. said, like he left me to hang or something. So here's the, here's right, so this is definitely the weakest of the, the four. I think mm-hmm. um, there's some interesting ideas. There's, there's some good individual scenes, but I think overall. My biggest problem with it is that there's no actual direction, like there's no momentum throughout oh, the sure. film. It just yeah. kind of like meanders, and like we occasionally get this like almost like spiritual um, walkabout stuff with 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 Mike, where he has these flashbacks mixed with going into the 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 tuning fork gates, which lead to like either different times or different dimensions and he's talking to his dead brother but it's all very it's almost like he it's like he wanted to do like the david lynch phantasm movie but he doesn't actually <laughs> you know cascarella wills is a good director i don't think he can pull off that you know he's not yeah. it's not weird enough it's not as intriguing enough to, to do that stuff and then reggie's plot like because reggie like was the main character of the third one one of my favorite things about the third one is that mike's kidnapped and Reggie like ends up getting this 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 badass kid, then this you know the chick Rocky, and it's like this this going find and save Mike, and it has this momentum. Two's got a momentum because I try to find the, the the psychic girl, uh, and obviously one has its own story. But like I feel like this had no driving. Like this is what we're aiming to. This is what we're building up to. It was just kind of like yeah. I remember the first time I watched it. I wasn't so surprised this time because. I'd seen it before, but the first time I couldn't believe when it cut to the credits at the end. I was shocked <laughs> that it ended. I was like, "What? Well, that's the ending? We're done?" Because yeah. spoiler alert. Uh, well, not really. Uh, we're not actually in spoilers yet, but right. it does right. end in a cliffhanger. It ends mm-hmm. in like a really big. This story is not finished. Cliffhanger, and mm-hmm. it took another fifteen to sixteen years to to make Phantasm um, Five. Yeah, about that. <laughs> when and it's funny because I was noticing how much older everyone looked in this compared to the the, the footage from the mm-hmm. first movie. You know, by the time they get yeah. to the fifth one, it's been almost it's like thirty five years. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so they're ancient. Like Angus Scrim, I think, passed away before the fifth one even came out. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was the one thing I, I do remember. Uh, yeah, about that is uh, I, I think you can tell that they had to fill in some stuff like mm. around him with you know him not being there. Yeah, they, they, they had some shots of him, but they had to like maybe do the reverse shots without him. And yeah, yeah, that, that that really sucks. That's a shame. Um, and it, it, what's sad about it is that I know they were trying to make Phantasm Five for a long time. So if they'd mm-hmm. just done it ten years earlier when they were supposed to kind yeah. of get to it, you know things would have been different and but hey mm-hmm. uh, I, so i also hate to say it but i mean this one this you know it, it kind of feels pretty low budget oh it which does like that, i mean it's not like the rest feel that high budget i mean two mm-hmm. has a higher budget than one right mm-hmm. and three kind of feels like it's went down a bit again but it's still fine it still works for what it's doing yeah. i feel like because phantasm one does have a pretty low budget but it works in what it's doing it uses its budget yeah. really well this one, it feels like, no, we're going to be out in the, this deserty, rocky area for half the movie, and Reggie's just out on a road, and then, like, a really run-down motel room, and that's basically yeah. all your locations, barring one or two scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it has, like, a... Like, it has, like, a very... 
you know, um, which which did make me a little nostalgic, but not not enough to get over it. But it okay. didn't have like a you know straight to video '90s kind of feel to it. It does absolutely does, and I'm pretty sure it was direct to video actually. Not your, not your. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I can't imagine if this was in theaters. I can't imagine it was that long. Hold on, hold on. I'm 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 investigating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it had uh, it was at a film festival, but it was never released oh, okay. in theaters, like for public uh, video premiere, uh, October 1998. But you know what? I, I have to say maybe my biggest complaint about this and i think we brought it up on the other ones too mm-hmm. uh I, i'm not sure but the like what happened with the the, the soundtrack oh, oh the soundtrack the, the, all right okay <laughs> in this series like the first one has such good music uh and then like uh, i feel like just each movie gets like less and less to the point where like i, I barely even notice like any music in this really I mean, I I know to hear. I don't know if I agree that it's been getting less and less. I, I think I I really like how it changes in two because I think it fits the the tone change. Uh, I don't remember because uh, it becomes this more ap- enough, but... this this epic action yeah. version of the theme. And three kind of keeps that along. It doesn't use it as much, mm. but I, I I wouldn't even criticize three score. I, this is the first one where I'd probably agree that it, it kind of feels lacking. Like the the theme is there occasionally. But for the mm-hmm. most part, it's just this kind of generic, creepy noise that they're using, yeah. as opposed to anything else. And I feel like there was a desire here to go back to it feeling like a bit more eerie, you know, because two and three yeah. are more actiony, but um, mm-hmm. it does kind of miss the mark in that regard, and it's it's kind of a shame. And um, there's there's some fun sequences here or there, but they're kind of standalone, um, and the one or two fun ideas that do come up, it 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 really does feel like whatever the original script for this was, it mm. got slashed heavily for budget. And oh, yeah. even even the fact that like you know, I, out of the ninety minute runtime, there's probably a good twenty minutes of like deleted footage from the first movie. And again, that's yeah. saving money. It's like this is footage we already mm. had. This is twenty minutes of shooting, you know, material we don't actually have to do. Yeah, I feel like even the new scenes in this movie kind of feel like deleted scenes. Like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's it goes back to having no momentum uh, yeah. throughout. And it's insane to me that they did so well in the first movie with so little, and they ended up with so much extra footage that they never even used. Like there's scenes in this of like them like extra assassination attempts when they try and kill the tall man. This entire hanging oh, yeah. sequence, and it's like, man, it's insane. Really cool. This never this never made it. Um, there's a scene where you first see him arrive in the town in the first movie. It, was, it must have been a flashback oh, yeah. in the first movie where they first like so I get oh the, the new you know undertakers arriving <laughs> in the town. Like, there's all these little cool things, and some of them you can sort of tell, like... Because the first movie's paced really well, so you get the sense that, no, they made the right call, they cut, they cut it down to a brisk 90 minutes. But some of the scenes on their own are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but that, here it does kind of feel like we're patching the movie together, because we can only afford to do so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say it, but, yeah, I mean, it does seem like that could probably have been <laughs> what happened but i mean it, i guess i'm glad you know that this exists like it's um like there's enough in here where it's you know it, it doesn't make me mad that like yeah i had to watch this or anything um it just seems like um maybe like a little bit of missed opportunities like yeah maybe uh, if only there was a little bit more of a budget maybe a little bit more of a clear direction uh this could have been you know something a little more along the lines of like you know uh three or, or something where it's like oh, okay like this is pretty fun uh, i like this uh, as opposed to 
you know, being a step down. But yeah. um, again, though, like I enjoyed it more, uh, you know, than I thought it would. And I, I would say like as a whole, like, you know, it's still a pretty consistent series. You know, if you compare it to other, uh, you know, franchises, I feel like, you know, there's always a, you know, uh, like a dud in the, you know, in the first couple of ones or whatever. But, you know, it's all been I mean, pretty solid run so far. I mean, obviously I've not seen five yet, so this is not including that, but I feel like this is the dud, though. If you're going to say one's the oh, dud, sure, this yeah. is the one. Because it's the one that feels like it's just kind of cobbled together. And well, that's just I like, feel like it, it. it's not like as anger-inducing as like oh, sure, some yeah. other movies you might see. Where it's but just it, like, it does feel a little bit sad, though, because it, it feels like we've got the same people, like, you know, Don Cascarelli's still the one doing this, and it yeah. feels like he's trying to do something, and he's just... he's he's. He's being, you know, shackled, and he can't, he can't do what he wants to really. So he's compromising left and right, and it feels like the the overall thing at the end just feels a bit uh, weak because of it. And it's insane to me because you know, four years after this, Bubba Hotep came out. Oh yeah, that's true. And you know, it's like, man, that's uh, great. Which, by the way, didn't you say Hellboy was like three years later? Which would have been two thousand one. No, no, no. I I thought I said uh, five for two thousand three. That makes sense because that's why I said you were a year out. But for some reason now I'm thinking you said three. I'm probably just misremembering. No, uh, uh, we shall move on. <laughs> we shall move on. I'm, I'm just trying to think of more things to make fun of Tim for. To be honest, I'm, I'm going back to old material. Uh, but you know, it's, it's just it's just strange. And Baba Hotep, yeah, it's a low budget movie, but it's a quality low budget. Movie. You never feel like it's it's skimping corners. Um, yeah. Whereas this, it kind of does. It, it kind of feels weird. It's like. It's almost convenient that the the plot of the movie is that the tall man keeps uh, emptying out towns because there's no almost no other characters <laughs> to, to cast. Oh, almost yeah, <laughs> like it, it almost like feels like a weird like a you know the, the first movie feels like uh, like it's a very small scale. While uh, you know this one it, it, it's kind of starting to feel like bigger. Like oh yeah, like he's wiping out entire towns. Like how far is he going? How much like you know can this spread? Yeah, but you never really see any of it. You just kind of hear it oh, mentioned, no. <laughs> and that's that's pretty yeah. much all it is. Because Reggie's plot is he just like after he has like this encounter with like a, a a zombified cop that the tall man sent after him, and that's a bit of a fun Weird. sequence with a fight. Uh, yeah. But then like he r- runs into a girl because we have to have the running joke that he's a horn dog, and yeah. <laughs> he tries to hit him the girl. And now is this going to be getting into like spoilery? territory we can, well, we should we can, issue the warning we can in a minute i just wanted to say though okay. before we get any further on what, what actually happens is that this entire plot with this girl feels like just a tacked on thing so that reggie has something to do until he gets to the other <laughs> characters later on or someone to do <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh i just i don't know and the, the character's so worthless and I, actually before we move on to spoilers i do i do want to bring up something in it is i i was i was about to talk about it because i thought you were going to bring it up when you mentioned the music oh, okay is that once again we've just kind of like ignored every other character from the previous film? Like, mm-hmm. what happened to the kid? We, we saw him get grabbed at the end of the movie, but so did Mike at the end of the first one. Like, <laughs> where is he? No one even mentions him. No one mentions that he's dead. No one mentions that. Oh, we sent him back somewhere safe, or because he's you no, know, mm-hmm. he shouldn't be involved in this, which would be weird given what happened in the last one. Now I get it. It's been four years. The kid's aged by like you mm-hmm. know. Is he now he'll be like fifteen probably, uh, yeah. and he'll look way different, but. It's just it's just such a weird thing, and because uh, it was the same after the second movie, and you know I still enjoyed the third one, but you know the, the main love interest, the psychic girl, in that, oh yeah, is like where's she? What's happening? And so for some reason, every other character seems to keep getting ignored, and I thought it was funny how the girl that Reggie meets in this 
it is, it's like, it, she doesn't even make it that far, it's just like, they basically admit early on, like, oh yeah, she's just here for this little plot, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just, I don't know. It, it, it kind of bugs me, it just it feels like they're just forgetting everyone else. And, but, and I feel like yeah. it, it's such a weird series that, like, plays on, like, really strange stuff, like, you know, other dimensions and, like, dreams and, and psychics and stuff that I feel like you could put, like, some weird explanation on there, like, you know, you could, hmm. like, you know, I don't know, talk about, like, uh, how the tall man's affecting, like, reality or, or something, like, something like that, like, I would buy if they, you know, tried to use that as an explanation, but yeah, they, don't, they don't even really try Nah. So we'll give a spoiler warning then. We'll talk about uh, spoilers and stuff. Uh, so I guess just to wrap up Reggie's side of things, because that's basically all <laughs> it is. You have, you have the cop fight uh, where he has some one-liners. He fights this zombie cop and uh, blows up the car. It's a fun little sequence. Um, now, I, uh, uh, oh. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> so there's the like the actual cop or whatever is like in the trunk of the car. He's all mangled. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like yeah. a pretzel and dead. But, <laughs> But was was he wasn't he moving though? Wasn't he still alive? Uh, he, yeah, he was kind of like making little like little spasms, kind of. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I I just like I just thought it was funny that Reggie blows up the car, and I was like, well, you know, I think that guy was still alive in the trunk, but. Yeah, but he has a one liner where he's like, "I really hate cops," as he does something. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. Uh, the best part of this though is, is when the the, the 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 zombie cops on the roof and he's got the shotgun through the, the roof and he's he's just kind of firing it as he's like yeah. mouthing off at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was it's a fun little sequence. It's, but it feels kind of like this is here because they needed some sort of horror action scene near the start. Exactly. And yeah. it's not actually related to anything. It's not actually setting anything up. It's not setting up the idea that Reggie's being pursued as well because he's not. After this, doesn't I mean? Well, I guess the girl is, I suppose. But again. But even though I guess he kind of is being pursued, and that there's two people from the tall man uh, after him, it's still just like it's just stuff for him to do. And it's basically yeah. also like, well, whilst we're doing all this weird dream stuff with Mike, we'll actually have the proper phantasm style scenes with Reggie. But they, they, they feel so throwaway, like they're not important. That it's not a big, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, so he meets the girl. He saves her from the car blowing up. Uh, yeah, more cars exploding. Uh, <laughs> And they end up spending a night in... Not the last one. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, you're talking about... Oh, you... Yeah, you're talking about the one with the girl. Yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they go to this... I think like... she... Does, doesn't she even say something like... Uh, like, he's like, come on, we gotta go before the car explodes. And she's like, does that only happen in the movies? And then it explodes and then he turns and goes, yeah, yeah I think that too. <laughs> uh, I love uh, the re- the reason why her car, like... Uh, is all flipped over and explodey is because she saw a turtle in the road and like swerved to get out of the way. What can we afford to rent from the pet store for a day? <laughs> They've got a deal on a turtle. Yeah. It'll be a turtle then. <laughs> and you, you notice how how nice she is as uh, you know opposed to the tall man who is it uh, was it a dog that he just runs over in the middle of the road. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but this is all to gain Reggie's trust to lure him into a trap. Uh, so they go to this rundown motel. It's, it's abandoned, right? It's just abandoned. And he cracks some jokes about it as they go in. It's like, well, we can. I've got some sleeping bags and stuff. We can just sort of stay here. And then somehow the next time we cut back here, though, there's lights on and they're, they're in like a fairly clean looking bed. It's like all of a sudden there's still some stuff in the background that looks like it's rundown, but it, like it becomes this far more habitable like building. And he's lighting some candles 
to imply as if the candles are lighting the scene, but it's far too bright for the candles <laughs> to be lighting the room. Like, it's far too bright. So, they're kind of cheating a little bit. I, I don't know what the point of that was, but uh, basically the whole thing is, is he tries to come on to her, she turns him down, he sort of has a nightmare where he wakes up in a cemetery and he sees, like, Mike as the new tall man, which is kind of, like, sort of feeding into what tall man's maybe trying to do with Mike. Uh, but he wakes up and the big set-piece ending to this is that our our boobs, ball boobs, t- <laughs> yeah, our boobs have turned into the phantasm balls, and they come flying out of her chest and try and kill him. Reggie gets stabbed in the hand with one of them, uh, and that's that's your scene. That's your fun wacky scene. Yeah. And again, it's it's fine, but it's like I feel like we've done this kind of thing before. Not the boobs thing specifically, but it's like here's just a typical phantasm scene because you feel like you should have one at this point in the movie. Yeah, but, I I like that. Man, the, the, I like with Reggie that it, it just feels like he shouldn't be like going up against these people. Like, mm. I, I feel like even like the tall man has like some resentment where like he feels like, you know, Mike and Jody are these like kind of like worthy, uh, you know, enemies. Uh, but like Reggie is just like this kind of like buffoon that like is stumbling into this stuff, but always kind of comes out ahead also i don't think it's funny there's a weird thing with reggie's character in this actually where early on he actually is basically giving up he's like i'm not gonna even find mike he's on his own like i'm giving up i'm done he's actually ready to abandon him and it's actually Mm -hmm. the ghost of mike or uh, sorry make it a ghost of jody that comes Mm -hmm. to see him in the ball which turns out later on he's actually evil and working for the tall man so i'm not even sure how this tracks (laughs) but he uh like convinces him like no you have to go save him and you have to be like I guess maybe it's implying that even though he's still kind of being controlled by the tall man, it's still part of him in there. So yeah, I don't know, but he te- he tells him that he has to go after him, and there's, there's this weird like flash to how things could have been, and it's the three of them in present day <laughs> age, like you know, playing guitar next to a sunset and drinking yeah. beers, and I'm like, this is so weird. Like, this entire this entire franchise is based around the friendship between these three guys. It's, yeah. it's kind of bizarre, but <laughs> there's like a couple like super cheesy scenes like that, like the yeah. the flashback where he steals the ice cream from Reggie's truck. Uh, hey. Uh, Reggie, do you remember that one perfect day? It was the day before <laughs> he came, and you see like young Mike like run up behind the ice cream truck and like just like steal an ice cream out the back. Yeah, that's what I wanted to be like. Remember that one perfect day? Oh, you mean that day you stole from me? Yeah, <laughs> and belittled my entire business you. and made me feel <laughs> yeah. less than a man. <laughs> I had to like day? explain to like my employers why. Oh. Uh, doesn't even have employers also I like at the start because uh, Reggie's kind of narrating the previously on which is essentially what it is where he's explaining what's going on <laughs> he, he says I was a, I was an ice cream man by trade but now I'm a warrior and I'm like <laughs> by, does, does anyone who works you know in the ice cream industry consider themselves an ice cream man by trade <laughs> like I feel like a trades when it's actually a trade skill like you know you learn to be a plumber you have to learn a skill set to be a plumber Whereas, you know, obviously you can rise up and you can be the executive of an ice cream company. There's lots of things to do in an ice cream company. But I just I feel like saying that you're an ice cream man is a really weird phrase for someone to say. Well, uh, I guess we'll find out once we actually watch Ice Cream Man starring Clint Howard. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> that, that has to happen one day, admittedly. Yeah, that's definitely something that's happening. we got to see if we can find, like, enough... Um, uh, maybe maybe we'll do like some if it, if we can find like enough sweet uh, themed horror movies <laughs> we can have a a vote a vote a vote for ice cream and sweet and yeah, yeah. V- various candy related because I'm I'm yeah. but this candy man for a start even though it's not candy actually man. 
anything yeah. to do with Candy. It's just um, what's his name. Jawbreaker, maybe. <laughs> um, I'm probably. I'm Hansel sure there's probably. Witch Hunters. I'm. Pr- I'm sure there's something. Uh, there'll be something like, oh, this sweet girl's a killer or something like. That. So it'll be like, oh, she's I, as sweet as. I don't know. Apple pie or Skittle. something. Skittle. Skittle. <laughs> I do enjoy a Skittle. Um, uh, what is going on with all these <laughs> tropical flavored candies? Oh, I don't know. I do you know what? I hate when someone offers me skills and they hand me something that's not the regular flavor. I'm yeah. like, what? What? I don't want. First of all, I am not a fan of sour like sweets. I don't like mm-hmm. the sour stuff. So if you have me sour skills, I'm throwing them back in your face, and I'm I'm going to like go after your firstborn. Basically, like how <laughs> dare you besmirch me like that? Um. And then there's the other ones that are okay, like it's like all the the berry flavors. It's like okay, this is fine, but yeah, like, those are alright. Yeah. It's, not, it's not as good as the main, the regular ones. But uh, I don't mind the sour stuff. It it, it kind of just depends on how sour. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Lately, I, I I've just been trying to find like some candy, and like yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of like Swedish Fish, and I do like Sour Patch Kids and stuff. But I keep finding like uh, the tropical flavored kind, and I I don't understand why. Uh, why these are here? I, I don't know. What I the regular kind. Recently, actually, uh, it was basically peanut butter cups, but it was Butterfinger, like branded peanut oh, butter yeah, cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I had yeah. those, and they were nice. I like Butterfingers, I like peanut butter cups. You know, it's a fine combination yeah. to to have. Mm-hmm. But then I happened to grab another flavor. It was like peanut butter cups, but the stuff inside it wasn't peanut butter. It was like coconut. Uh, Oh, stuff. No. Oh no, it was all right. It was. I mean, I don't like it as much as the peanut butter, but it was. It was I don't really like coconut. I like coconut, so I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But, okay. uh, but that was an interesting. It was an interesting, different flavor. That yeah. I like that they're experimenting because sometimes mm-hmm. you do get some nice, wackier things. Um, I I just like it. Just always feels like such a gamble because I feel like every time I go to the store, you know, like I I like to get like one little like you know treat thing and then. You know, it's it's hard to pass up the the new like exotic well, flavor, and then if, like, if you get stuck with something crappy, I feel like you go with a thing you know you like based on your other likes and dislikes. Like, you know, I like coconut, so I'll try the coconut flavored thing. I, I like peanut butter, so whenever they put peanut butter in a thing, I'm I'm usually yeah. for it. You know, if no, you... I, I mean I agree, but then you get <laughs> something like the Swedish fish Oreos, and you're like, these are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can I just say when it comes to Oreo cookies? The entire point of an Oreo cookie, which I do enjoy, for me, mm-hmm. is the flavour of the cream in the Oreo cookie. So, replacing that with any other flavour is like, what is the point of this? I could go buy another type of cookie that has a filling. Like, I don't need Oreos to do different flavours. The entire reason I like them is the flavour of the Oreo cream. Yeah, the, there's two that I, that I like quite a bit, uh, which is the Red Velvet and the Cinnabon ones. Uh mm. But yeah, other than that, like some of the stuff they get, they're getting just way too crazy for it. Like it's uh, enough. It's yeah. too too many. It's, it's, <sighs> know, for me, that's the point because I'm not there for the actual cookie part. The cookie part's just a generic yeah. bit of cookie. Like <laughs> it's the, it's oh, yeah, the cream no. filling. That's what makes it an Oreo. Yeah. Anyway, no, no. That, that concludes the <laughs> the uh, cookie and candy portion of yeah. the of the of the show. <laughs> Uh, and we can get back on to Phantasm Four Oblivion. <laughs> good time. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so back to the back to the movie. Then uh, we we have 
we ha- we have uh, the new ideas are, that are presented. Uh, basically, the idea that the tall man was once a normal person, long time ago, mm-hmm. and he became the tall man. He was a an undertaker. <sighs> torn on this. <laughs> <laughs> he was an undertaker who became obsessed with going into like you know wherever dead people go, and he mm-hmm. he obsessed over building like you know the, essentially the, the the prototype of the tuning fork gate, and. Mm-hmm. He travelled in, and we get to see like Mike sees all this and kind of like a living in the flashback kind of thing, where you know the, the original tall man can't see him, at least not later on. The first scene he meets him, he can. He actually talks to him. I guess it depends on whatever the writer decides on that scene. Uh, but at least that scene later on, he doesn't actually know he's there. At least until he comes back through the gate, because he walks through as a normal man. Was it Jebediah Morningside is his name? And it kind of and it kind of ties into that photograph in the first movie. You see it again where he sort of turns and looks. Um, mm. But he comes Ooh. back out as a tall man. So, I, li- I like parts of this. It's funny if like, they go back in time and he's just like a really short guy. <laughs> I like the part of it, because I think the first time I watched this, I probably assumed that the movie was going to turn into like a time travel movie where the whole plan... Because he even says at one, Mike says at one point... Like okay, we it's can't about kill your kids. <laughs> it's about your kids, Marty. Like <laughs> it's about your kids, tall man. <laughs> but at one point he says, like, oh, we can't kill the tall man, but can we stop him from ever existing? So I thought, oh, you go back to before he became the tall man and either kill him or convince him not to go through with it and kind of erase it all from the timeline, and that would be the big ending to the franchise. That would be like them fixing everything that he's ever done, yeah. or uh, interrupt his parents when they're having sex. That that's also possible. That's, that's even further back in the time. because like, he's that's the thing. Like obviously Angus Scrim, he's aged twenty years since the first movie. So in this love that name too. Yeah, in this flashback where he's supposed to be before everything else, he's like older than all of his original yeah. appearances. The tall man, but hey ho. Uh, One thing I did love about this is, uh, like, I feel like you got to see another side of Angus Scrim, and I think he's like a good actor. And I thought it was cool to oh, see yeah, when, like. That, that earlier scene when he's on the porch and he, when, when he first finds out he used to be a person like he wasn't just always yeah. a tall man he didn't just come from this dimension where they're sending all the slaves uh, the, the dead people to be slaves he he was a person uh, and he's like uh, should I offer you some lemonade son I'll get you some yeah. lemonade and he, he sits him down and he's, he's all friendly it's, it's very different um so I you know so I'm I'm mixed on because I feel like the potential was there to go down that path and this is how they end yeah. the the franchise and because there's this idea that comes up where Mike can control the gates he actually conjures multiple gates presumably to different times and dimensions and he can travel between them and I imagine the reason why he can do this is because he's kind of like halfway along the the process to becoming the new tall man mm-hmm. because you know they started doing the thing in the last movie he's got the chrome inside his head he builds his own ball. In the out the car engine, he builds his own phantasm oh, yeah, yeah, ball yeah. that he attacks cool. the tall man with at one point. So this idea that he's able to fight him because he's kind of like halfway to becoming him is very interesting. So mm. I think there's a lot of good ideas here. Like I actually like all of these ideas, at least most of them. It, yeah. So it, it doesn't really feel like it's explored that much. I agree. It, it feels like they, they they just they hit on him enough that I'm intrigued, and then the movie just kind of ends, and Mike seemingly dies. You know, because Mike Mike gets killed, they explode the fa- uh, the tall man in the car, but then you know a new one of them just walks out the gate, and that happened in the third movie as well. We see, see that if you kill him, a new copy will just come out of the gate, and the end of the movie is Reggie basically grabbing his gun because he just got there. He got there, he fought off some of the druid characters, uh, mm. then he hugs Mike. They have this 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 sweet moment. Tall man shows up, it all goes down. Re- uh, Mike seems to be dead or dying. 
and Reggie picks up his quadruple barrel shotgun and says, yeah. you know what, Mike? I'm getting him for you. I'm getting him. <laughs> and he jumps through the portal. And that's your cliffhanger. We get one final scene. It goes into, like, a, a Mike's eye, and we see, like, one final flashback where he just, he's, he's, you know, he gets picked up by Reggie, and they're riding in the van, and it's, like, a sort of sweet, hey, this is how they used to be together kind of thing. But yeah. it ends in a total cliffhanger. Like, Reggie's like, I'm going to go get him for you, Mike. And he goes into the gate. And it feels like the movie's just starting, and it ends. Yeah, like a, it, it, it's a it's a very strange like it, it it almost feels like you know if there's like a like a, a big comic book event or something and they'll have like the little prologue issue that like sets a bunch of stuff up but also like has some like flashbacky stuff like it kind of feels like that. It feels it feels like the first act to what the movie is supposed to be. You set up the yeah. ideas of the time travel of going back to the past. Tall man was a real person. Mike's becoming a tall man. It feels like, at the very least... <laughs> I'm becoming a tall man, I don't know. <laughs> it feels like, at the very least, Reggie jumping out of that portal should be the end of Act 2. You yeah. know, Mike's died then, and Reggie goes in, and the third act is Reggie hunting the tall man through out time and space, right? That's what it feels like it should be ending with. Yeah. And instead, it's a cliffhanger. And it feels kind of cheap, because it's like... But no, the movie's just getting going. This is finally starting yeah. to get interesting, and then it cuts to the end, and it's credits. This is like, Especially okay. when it, there's like a... You know, again, like I don't want to sound like I there was I didn't like a lot of stuff in the movie, but there was definitely a lot of stuff that felt like it wasn't super needed. Um, of course, you know, going back again to the flashbacks, which are cool, but not really necessary. And then, well, the, the one you know, that like, was interesting for me is the one where they kind of the the characters in the flashbacks actually kind of hear dialogue that's hap that's happening in present day. Oh yeah, yeah. where they hear something that Mike says in the future, and then they hear something that Reggie says in the future. And they actually react to it, and I'm like, man, what was this scene originally? Because obviously this wasn't written like this, you know, yeah. when they made the first movie. Like, they obviously found this footage and went, oh, we can use this. They can, we can have it react them reacting to it as if. And I like this scene because it was kind of like advancing the idea that if these gates are traveling between times, like even back then, there's there's like all, almost like little slices or echoes of the future like bleeding through as well, this is a cool idea again it doesn't really get explored enough but i thought it was effective in the scene itself it intrigued me yeah. there's a lot of intriguing ideas but like i say it ends just as it feels like it's getting going so you know so it's yeah. disappointing uh it's, it's not the worst thing ever but it does meander and it does feel like it's just cutting so many corners because it has no money it, it really yeah. does feel like it's just ultra cheap and that's why this is the movie we have yeah but i mean again uh, maybe it's just because you know the that first movie is so strong that you know as not great as it is like you know i'm still like along for the ride as long as i'm you know i'm seeing the tall man i'm seeing the balls you know reggie's doing his thing that it, it's hard to like be we're, mad we're, at we're, it we're already connected to the characters and yeah. the characters are still the characters exactly yeah uh and you know, you care about the mythology, so when they're hitting at more stuff, it is definitely interesting. So if you're a fan of the franchise, you do get some stuff out of it. I think as a movie, though, it kind of fails. Oh yeah, sure. So I agree with that. It's in this weird place. Um, it's it's unfortunate because, you know, uh, as much as they've declined maybe slightly in quality, like one's fantastic, two's pretty great, three's solid good, and in this mm -hmm. one's where we're into kind of murky territory of like, yeah, uh, this, you know, it's got a lot of problems. So. Uh, you know, I've not seen I say, five. I'm really hoping that uh, I came out of it feeling like they've upswung a bit, but we'll see. 
we'll see. And, and uh, I mean, I still say, you know, good on them, though, for actually making it. Like, I'm assuming that, yeah, a lot of the problems probably were, like, budget stuff that they had to cut around or whatever. But yeah. it's cool that they didn't let it stop them. I will say this. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I will say this, though, given how hard it must have been to get this made and how much budget they had to, like, work around, I do think it was a little bit arrogant to end on a cliffhanger and assume oh, sure. they, were, they were going to get to do another one. I yeah. think... Given how tough this seemed to be to get finished, they should have seen this as the last one and ended it accordingly. Yeah, you know it, it, it's a bummer that you know the it, it came out when it did because you know if this was what ten twelve years later, then you could have had stuff like Kickstarter or Netflix taking the movie or something like you know these different yeah. outlets that help like you know these cult stuff. Uh, I wonder if that. Yeah, you know, would have made it a lot easier. Yeah, do you know I wouldn't say not a Phantasm TV show actually. Oh, brother, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I'm just thinking about. It. I feel yeah. there's enough mythology introduced that you could really, like, really draw out over like a few seasons of like exploring all these ideas. I think there's enough there. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, I would. Uh, I don't know if they've ever actually done this, but I would read a Phantasm comic book like because uh, you know like yeah like i'm just like a little you know uh, i think they actually recently put out a, a bubba hotep book but uh i didn't check it out but um uh yeah like uh, you know usually licensed stuff isn't always the greatest but if you know if it was like cascarelli writing it because you know he seems to kind of be involved in everything mm-hmm. uh, with this franchise like you know and just kind of filling in some of those ideas and stuff like uh, i'd be interested in that yeah no um i, I think that's uh yeah i I, mean, I don't think there is. I've never heard of a Phantasm comic book, but it wouldn't surprise me if there was like uh, one small I, one somewhere. Yeah, like the you know, it's funny. Um, I have been listening to a, a Halloween podcast um, about the franchise Halloween or about the holiday Halloween. <laughs> uh, the franchise, um, and they just talk about uh, Halloween. That's every episode. Well, they're it's only like it's a. Uh, they're doing each movie one a month, uh, leading up until the new one. Okay. Uh, so they're, but they do like really deep dives and the, they're these people I enjoy a lot. It's called Halloweenies. It's a good podcast, but, uh, they, they keep bringing up this Halloween comic book that I've never heard of. And it's like, when they're starting to talk about it, I was like, Oh, it sounds really cool. I want to check it out. But of course it's like one of those things that is like some no name imprint. That's just like lost to the ages now that yeah, it's like, it's unless you, want to pay, like so you can't just get digitally. Yeah. 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 So like, unless you want to pay like 300 bucks for like, you know, five comic books. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised me if there was something on like a real small label like that or something. Yeah, no, it makes, makes sense. Uh, so I mean, it's a shame I'm to excited be... for that Halloween movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, uh, did you see the poster, Tim? The poster for it? poster look poster looks good. It looks um, potentially good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think I don't, I don't know if you read this. I think there was like a description of people that saw like a trailer or some scenes. Yeah, or something. it was a uh, CinemaCon. They showed a trailer. Yeah, um, and there were. I, I heard some people talking about the what happens in the trailer and. It, it it didn't sound like it, it didn't make me like super excited, but I mean it's still that's that's such a hard thing to you know someone yeah, describe yeah, I mean, something that's not even the movie like, uh, but I, I'm still really excited for it. Hmm. Uh, 
John Carpenter is confirmed that he's scoring it now, though. That's official. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Ooh, that's fun. So good. <laughs> that's fun. Uh, but to get back to Oblivion, just to wrap this up, I guess. Uh, I, I think yeah, I think we're pretty much done uh, talking about the movie. There's not a whole. Oh, you want to talk about Candy more or something? Jesus Christ. We can if you want. Tim. <laughs> I'm, I'm not against it. I'll save that for uh, I don't know, Connor's Candy or whatever. Some new show. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, so I, I guess we'll rate the movie, uh, Tim. <laughs> as the as the cat does a drive by. Uh, so what would you give Phantasm for Oblivion out of ten? Uh, I hate to do it, but I mean, I'm gonna have to go like a little lowish. But I'm not. I'm not gonna be too too harsh. But uh, I, I think I'm gonna give it a a five point five. Uh, you know, uh, I, I wish I could give it more because. You know, I do like most of the stuff in this movie, but like you said, it doesn't feel like a complete film. Like it's the stuff is cool, but it doesn't necessarily work like on a as a real satisfying movie. And yeah. you know, if, if it wasn't just the fact that I just love these, these characters and stuff, it you know, it'd be a lot lower. But um, yeah, I, I think five point five, just above you know that kind of middle point. Yeah, I think I'll be just a smidge harsher and see a straight five. I think. Yeah. Um, I still like parts of it. I still think it intrigues me. Yeah. I like the ideas in play, but as a functioning finished film, it really falls flat and doesn't. You know, it ends when it should just be getting going. It, it, all these different things, and you feel the budget constraints. I think there's too much to to criticize to give it any higher than that for me. But at the same time, I can't go to say it's complete terrible either because it's yeah. not like the scenes in their own function well enough. Uh, obviously, the cast are, are back and playing the character. Well, well, that you think they're good because you know Reggie's not a great <laughs> actor, but he, he he does Reggie well enough. Like yeah. he's fun, yeah, and so on. So you know, um, <sighs> but yeah, five out of ten. So I, I feel like I think what did I give the first one? You give it a ten. And I gave it yeah, like, the, like uh, the, the first one is one of my all time faves. I give it like a nine nine point five, and I give two like an eight eight point five. Then yeah. I give it a seven to like number three. So yeah, now, I think we're, we're both five. the same ballpark. Yeah. So you know, it's just this scene it sort of just decline and decline into, and you know, seven was <sighs> yeah. still good, so that's fine. But then this is like yeah. okay, now we're in murky territory, and it's kind of a shame. But hey ho, that's Phantasm Four. Actually, I mean, it, funny enough, I guess also kind of a similar trajectory to alien the alien movies i think both alien and aliens are a 10 personally but okay <laughs> I, I think alien and aliens is a flat line right at the top and then there's like a sudden you know drop at three <laughs> and then I... it can i'd say it kind of slightly picks up for resurrection i think i like three a little better than resurrection i think it's a but... taste thing to be honest at that point they, they both yeah. have a lot of flaws and they're not great not movies but um, I bet you, like, once you get to Alien Covenant, you're in absolute turd territory. You're in like, oh my god, what are they doing to my franchise? Dear God, yes. Stop, <laughs> stop, Ridley Scott now. <laughs> stop <Yeah>. him. <laughs> He's ruining it all. No. <laughs> Release the Snyder cut. And I, and I thought Prometheus. <laughs> and I thought Prometheus was okay the first time I saw it in the theater. I think I was just so excited for a Ridley Scott yeah. Alien Universe movie. Watching it again before Covenant. I really disliked it, and then Covenant I thought was just complete trash. After like, there was like a promising twenty minute period at the start, and then it just went. Pfft. Yeah, 
I hate to say it, but I agree. Um, I, I mean, I think unfortunately Scott, I just don't think he wants to do alien movies. I think he wants to do like, you know, these kind of big heady, like, you know, robot AI kind of movies, uh, which is totally fine. Just do that. (laughs) Just do it. Did, uh, did you read the, uh, the new alien comic that came out dust to dust? I heard good things, but I I, I, I did not. Um, I'm basically just waiting for it in trade. I I have a hard time keeping up monthly with, uh, the non-superhero stuff, so I just kind of wait. There was an Alien sale, though, for Alien Day, just uh, a week or so ago. Yes. Uh, And I did pick up the first three of the Omnibus, that Dark Horse do, the older comics, and I grabbed both volumes of Defiance, which I have actually read a good chunk of before. It's really good. Uh, Is that the Brian Wood one? Yeah, uh, it's really good stuff. It's a really interesting premise that makes sense as an evolution of the Alien franchise, and I also grabbed uh, the the Stoko one, Dead Orbit. Dead Orbit, which is... I, uh, I've also read that. It is pretty good. So, I love that one. Yeah. yeah. His art, I just... Anything he draws... It's perfect uh, for you, Alien. It's perfect for yeah. that moody, dark ship. Kind I, of I imagine you read his uh, Godzilla stuff. I don't. I have it on Comicsology. I bought it when it was on sale. So okay. I'm, I'll, I'm going to get to it's it. It's real good. Half Century of War. Um, <laughs> so it's on the to-read list. I Yeah, that and also... He only did the first issue, but Godzilla Goes to Hell, I really, really liked I think I got that as well. I think that was the two Godzilla oh. books I bought when IDW had a sale like six months yeah. ago. Some it's been a while. They've been sitting there a while. <laughs> is uh, there a Godzilla day? I'm surprised there there isn't. There should be. I don't know what it has what to it be would like be, some. Though. Yeah. Maybe like. What's Japan's big national holiday? Because I feel like that could be Godzilla day for the rest of the world. Sure. Um, you know they they actually they uh, I think they really like Thanksgiving. Wait. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and, sure. And, 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 I mean, I, technically, and like, he was a metaphor for the nuclear bomb, but I feel like it's really morbid. Oh, to, it's really morbid yeah. to say, "Oh, we'll do it in the anniversary of Hiroshima." That's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> so let's not celebrate Ether on that day. Just do the do whenever the Matthew Broderick movie came out, which I think that would have been '98 as well. Is that right alongside Phantasm Four? Yeah, oh yeah, I was, uh, I, I was. What do you mean as well? The original was fifty four, <laughs> Tim. What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, what yeah, a time! Go to the theaters, seeing Phantasm Four, and then sneaking into Godzilla. Oof, Except we, yeah, we already established days. that Phantasm Four was directed video, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, yeah, she little story is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's funny. Uh, it's funny that this came out in ninety eight because I feel like ninety eight was a time when I was, you know, I was getting into movies I was young sure but I was going to the theatre a lot and it's just funny to me that I'd never heard of Phantasm until I was like you know 16, 17 you know so and because the first couple mm-hmm. were relatively quite old I always just assumed that this, the sequels were also old as well and it, it kind of shocked me I was like oh shit the last one was only like you know 8 years ago <laughs> yeah. so you know something. Yeah. and now the last one was like 2 years ago even though it's 2018 so not sure when I first got into it. I think maybe it might have been uh, pr- probably at some point when it came out on like DVD. I probably because I'm thinking like I I love Boba Hotep because of Bruce Campbell, and then I I'm guessing at some point I either found out or saw oh Phantasm by the guy that did that, and then I think that's what led. Yeah, me I to think it, I saw but, Boba Hotep first as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I love Boba. That's definitely an episode in the future. Bubba Hotel's oh, yeah. happening at some point. <laughs> I can I can promise you that. Uh, 
but I guess that wraps us up. Uh, should I tell you things? Should I promote things? Uh, the votes for the month for patrons will be up when this episode goes up. We've not actually at the time of recording, it's not up yet. Me and Tim are about to sit and decide what the uh, the vote's going to be. So that's going to happen off air uh, once we stop recording, um, and then so you can check out that. Uh, if you want to support the show, of course, in the channel, that's, that's where you Wait, go. Do we know? Do we know what won the last vote? We we do. I mean, we announce it? I, I don't know if I, I remember know. it. Oh, it's been announced on the, the Patreon. Uh, mm. <laughs> I can't, I can't afford that. <laughs> I can't remember. Hold on, let me check. Since you've asked, I should tell them. But uh, yeah, no, it's, we did we did announce it. There was you know, it's a thing. Stall time. I'm looking. <laughs> Uh, I think one of the funnest things about Patreon <laughs> is when you can vote for your oh my god favorite. <laughs> Do you not find it yet? I've got it now, but it's just, listening to you try and stall is absolutely shocking. Shocking. Uh, the winner was graduation day. Oh, okay. Because okay. we had like a, an end of school year kind of theme, so graduation yeah. day as slasher movie is what's uh, won the vote. So that'll be coming sometime up later in the month hmm. uh, on an episode. Cool. I'll have a little more insight on, into that than you, but cool. <laughs> Are you implying I didn't graduate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll have you know I did graduate. Thank you very much. Yeah, let's see that diploma. <laughs> um, well, I graduated university. Uh, you don't really graduate high school where I grew up. so. <laughs> well, maybe you didn't. But <laughs> I'm sure most people did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Um, uh, bye. Uh, Tim, correct me if I'm wrong, but... <laughs> the hats you wear at graduation are really expensive, so the whole thing where you throw them in the air is complete bullshit because you don't want to damage them if you're renting them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, just yeah. I, I don't even... Uh, I did have one of the hats. Um, I don't remember what I did with it. <laughs> Shoved up your ass. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm gonna take a shit in this to 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 just put you know just just to commemorate that I have now yeah. left high school. I can shit in my graduation hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's coming up later in the mods. So check out Patreon. Uh, we'll be back next week with something. I don't know what yet. Maybe it'll be graduation day. Maybe that'll be the next movie we do. I don't know. Uh, maybe it'll be something else. We'll decide that after we stop recording too. Everything's by the ear, people. But we will be back next week. Like, well, Tim's not told me that we can't do an episode next week. I assume we are. Yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Good. Right. <laughs> okay. uh, maybe we'll do I'll five be... episodes. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I guys. Can... I'm not promising <laughs> five episodes next week. <laughs> Oh dear. Alright, that's us. That, that's Bescribes After Money. Like, subscribe. Get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fuzz. You can get me at Wibble89. You can get Tim at Tim Vargulish. And that is everything. That is Screams After Midnight. Keep watching scary movies, guys. And we'll see you next time.